the vaccine. When we poke ya, well, we know you're gonna be, you're gonna be safe from COVID infecting you. When you go out, yeah, I know you're gonna hug, you're gonna hug and not worry, it might kill you. Good evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. Where the folks even father of the madness, reason and the unreasonable makes sense out of nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Great. <laughs> Are you sure we haven't played that song before? Uh, we might have, but I, I just want to point out that this is apparently a reoccurring bit. On the Stephen Colbert nightly show, still. Or night- how, how is this? How is this a bit? <laughs> no, it, it's a. He does it like either every week or every show. It does a vaccine song? Yeah, the same one. So or no, he stole our idea. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, I'll send him a cease and desist right for the show. Yeah. <laughs> also, I would like to point out what's a, what's a really funny to me about this song is. Uh, like the first fucking line is how it's going to stop infection. <laughs> the thing that they said they've never said, you know, that. And then if you show them them quoting saying it, then they go, oh, the science changed. Well, if you want to call in and let Aaron know that the vaccine is 100% effective, you can call us at 1-833-666-911. Again, that's 1-833-666-0911. All right. What do we have for tonight? Uh we well, first before we get into that. Uh how's your guys Thanksgiving? I would like to apologize to everybody we didn't do a an episode that week, but it was Thanksgiving, so fuck off. <laughs> we we try to record on Thursday nights, so <laughs> even though we haven't done that in like 2 months. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, admitting admitting my colonizer ancestry, it's it's a guilty pleasure sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it was a great. No, it was a, it was a good laid back. I just slept all weekend. It was so relaxing. Gave thanks, many thanks. What about you? What about you guys, Aaron? I made the greatest turkey. It was so fucking beautiful. Basted in multiple sticks of butter and seasoned with a bunch of black pepper and rosemary and thyme and poultry seasoning and fucking. It was so good. And then I fought with my wife for like fucking four days straight. Fucking nightmarish. <laughs> Tasted even better than the turkey. <laughs> yeah, she actually spitefully didn't want the turkey and then had to eat it at like 8 p.m. because it was too delicious. And I was just sitting there. I imagine it was being really turkey. cold, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Classic Thanksgiving, you know? <laughs> Is that the, your second Thanksgiving as uh, being married? Being married, yeah, yeah, third okay. overall, I believe. Man, you're you're getting straight to uh, family tradition there. Hell yeah, <laughs> right dude, up the bat. Gonna... <laughs> Next year, I'm gonna beat her to death with a fucking drumstick. <laughs> Pedal operated one. Uh, I'm a little foreshadowing, <laughs> but no, my the real the real topic tonight. Is I have a theory, guys. Uh, I heard a theory that I agree with 100%. Now I'd like to present it to you guys. All right. So you know how that Jeffrey Dahmer uh, documentary or series, whatever the series, Netflix series, got like super popular for some reason. Like it got like the Tiger King treatment where everybody fucking watched it for no fucking reason. Right. I I had no idea what like where it came from. Everyone just started talking about it and obsessing over serial killers again, which is Yeah, it's insane. I I a don't time understand honor tradition how that... for American white women. <laughs> well, I mean like the, they're listening to true they're listening to true crime podcasts the rest of the year, but that's like they don't listen to the same true crime podcasts and that's not actually cool or popular. So they get to come out of their little serial killer loving closets this once a year for like for a week or two period when everyone's <laughs> freaking out about this one show. Um, and then like 
it was super popular, but I think Jordan's the only person I talked to who actually watched it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. Just, just like as, as I think about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone in our friend group watched it because we have better things to do with our time than watch a documentary about some homosexual serial killer. In yeah, or some homosexual guy that like abuses tigers or whatever. Like, did, I didn't right. watch that either. Did you guys? <laughs> wait, wait, no. wait, wait, wait a second. Homosexual serial killer from Milwaukee is Cashew Honey. <laughs> there, there's a connection I'm making here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> let me check, let me check the voicemail box <laughs> that guy definitely had serial killer vibes at least based on my uh presupposition of serial killers that i'm about to explain to you guys so i couldn't possibly imagine a reason someone would ask me out other than to try and kill me <laughs> <laughs> right no i would agree <laughs> That honestly, Josh, I know you were joking right there, but that actually seems like it's a staple in your personality. <laughs> that, like human contact makes you assume they're trying to murder you and you like call the authorities and run away. <laughs> All right. So uh, serial killers. What do we okay. know? What do we think about them? What we do know is that women are fucking obsessed with them for some reason. 100%. As we all know, women are retarded. So what is it about serial killers that makes retarded people fucking enamored with them so much? And I think... Okay. Can, wait, can we guess? Can, can Josh and I Yeah, guess? okay, go ahead. Why are women so obsessed with serial killers? Well, <laughs> because they're both retarded. It's like they, <laughs> they, they find... Uh, I was going to say that uh, rape fantasies just aren't cool after me too. So they had to, you know, <laughs> switch to serial killers. That's a good one. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm with Bob's line of thinking here. I believe that, and I think I can prove this, and I'm gonna. this is going to be like a reoccurring segment, not every week, but, you know, whenever I feel like it. <laughs> I believe that all serial killers, and I mean all of them, are autistic retards. I think they have no way of understanding uh people's emotions including their own i think they're just autistic retards who just have enough like go get this attitude and whatever to like carry out whatever weird thing is in their head they're, you mean like uh like they're so they're competent enough to like pass because everyone like says about serial killers it's like anyone could be a serial killer and when they do find them everyone's like holy shit i had no idea he was a nice neighbor kind of thing. I think they're normally probably quiet because they're not good at talking to people. I think they're all bad at talking to people and all retarded. Like <laughs> okay. they try to, I think the whole, the whole mystery and the mystique around them where they're like, they're these super geniuses who have these crazy plans. And then they lured people in because they were charming. And it's like, I think they're actually so retarded that they'll just try to lure everybody possible. And women and gay guys are so effeminate that they'll just follow somebody eventually if they just try enough times that, like, it always ends up being the women and the gays that get, like, serial killer murdered. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's never like a black guy. Like, a black guy doesn't get murdered by serial killers because he's not going to be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go watch movies in your house, guy I just met. Like, that, you know what I mean? That just Don't black guys die in, like, all the slasher flicks? Yeah, but That's that it takes like a supernatural uh, serial killer to you know for that to happen. Oh, Freddy Krueger's actually smart. Okay, yeah, they never murdered. It never murders like the the guy that runs the auto shop down the road, like a, just a normal competent man. Like that, they never get that <laughs> as a victim. It's always just somebody's average, weak and wait. With just an average level of competency, too. Like, yeah, anybody has an average level of competency, you're not going to get killed by a serial killer because they're too retarded. They have to get the dumbest, weakest people that exist, which is women and gays. So I want to set a case for you guys. I picked a serial killer this week to try to prove to you that he's an autistic retard and not some sociopathic mastermind. Like, they try to paint these people. Okay. So, first serial killer of the week is Dennis Lynn Raider, better known as the BTK Killer. What do you guys know about the BTK Killer? 
<laughs> when, when you said BTK killer earlier before the show started, I, I heard Bitcoin killer and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <The> Bitcoin killer. <laughs> <laughs> Did Word Nug get loose? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, though. I, okay, I, so I have no idea about like this I, guy's I, I know the name, but I I don't really know his mo or the how many people he killed or what, what's the whole shtick of uh, Mr. BTK. Okay, well here is just a quick overview. Dennis Lynn Raider started. He killed his first four victims in 1974. Killed his last victim in 1991. Killed a total of ten people. The reason that he got the BTK name was that would he would send like letters and shit to like the media and newspapers, um, and he'd sign it as like BTK, and oh. give try to give like hints or something or something to prove that he really was a killer, but they could never find the guy. Um, and BTK stood for bind, torture, kill because he would literally he would go like hold people up at gunpoint, then tie them up. And then, like, literally strangle them to death or put, like, a plastic bag over their head and, like, tie-wrap tie it down and let them suffocate. And then it seemed like he did that with, like, the guys mostly. Like, he would just put a plastic bag over your head. But he with the women, it was, like, a sexual fantasy to, like, I think, like, fuck them and, and then strangle them to death. Ugh. Okay. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> so, he... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... Let's go to let's go to the new. I, I love the news's way of like trying to you know sit, uh, they the way they try to hype up serial killers like in the mind of a killer like they get it real like intense. But let's let's listen to this guy in this interview in the new Dateline doing this uh, back in the day like in two thousand six or something. This interview obtained by Dateline after it was done was conducted by a Harvard-trained forensic psychologist, Robert Mendoza, who performs more than 100 evaluations for criminal and civil cases. I only included that because of how proud they are that this guy's from Harvard, giving the <laughs> dumbest interview of all time. No, I'm, I'm imagining it as him. Like he, He's this celebrity psychologist who uh, you know sympathizes with serial killers and has all these, these just pop pseudoscience ideas like I, i've been reading uh dark Knight returns and there's like the the pair of psychologists there who you know let two-face and joker go because they say they're reformed and come up with all these crazy theories even though they're clearly still crazy murderers yeah like this guy they the uh the defense hired him to try to get him to say that this guy was crazy yeah yeah that's it makes sense so but it's just so fucking stupid how much they try to like sneak that in there so like ooh, a harvard trained criminal like no one's trained to talk to serial killers there's like fucking six of them you know what i mean like your harvard degree does not prepare you for that it's fucking stupid Th this guy looks like someone that would like you know, fucking like masturbate to the show like hannibal that they produced, <laughs> you know, that, that came out a couple of years ago. Like, oh, God, that was so, like, over the top, like, jump the shark. Like, it was just, like, classrooms full of FBI agents talking about how to understand serial killers. And it was, like, so convoluted and they were so snobby about everything. Like, this guy is that in encapsulated. Like, I already hate I can't even imagine <laughs> if there was a room of FBI agents talking about serial killers. It, I just imagine it would be exactly as dumb as when the FBI was, like, training people for the uh, Area 51, like, storming. And they were, t they literally had a slide about Naruto running. <laughs> Josh, what are you going to say? Oh, uh, I was, was going to say that Hannibal's the type of show that after I watch it, I, I feel smarter, like kind of like a Sherlock Holmes or a Death Note sort of thing. Yeah, you're like, oh, you finish it. Get in the mind of the real smart people. You finish it and you're like, I'm going to go buy a bottle of Merlot that, you know, the, a wine you haven't had in like 20 years or something you're like i'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go have chianti and liver I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> anyway. i swear to god hannibal actually anthony hopkins being so good being hannibal lecter is the reason probably people think that serial killers are smart i i was actually referring to the tv <laughs> show the the more recent one oh well, um, i refuse to watch that that's still like 10 years ago or something right yeah it, it was mm -hmm. kind of 2010 probably 12 yeah 
Okay. Anyway, okay, you want me to continue? Yes, 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 keep going. This is each year. He was hired by the defense team to assess Raider's sanity. I got this fantasy. I started working out this fantasy online. And once that potential, that person become a fantasy, I can just loop, loop it over. I lay in bed at night thinking about this person, uh, the events and how it's going to happen. And it become a real, almost like a picture show. You know, I want to go ahead and produce it and direct it and go through with it, no matter what the costs were and the, you know, the consequences. Uh, it's, it was going to happen one way or another. Okay. <laughs> There's a man who knows what the word consequences means. And First example. First example, guys, of them being autistic retards. He, so I think this is what happens with pretty much all serial killers. They get an idea in their head, but they can't, they're incapable of just imagining something. Like their imagination is so bad and their concept of like interactions and like consequences. Like he said that like, no matter what the consequences are, I don't think he can accurately picture the consequences so they almost don't exist for him like they can't actually think about the future they get an idea in their head and they are so retarded that they have to act it out because they can't just think it like they it's like the intrusive when intrusive thoughts hit your head and you're like thinking like you're driving down the road and you're like man what if i just fl- slid my car over to the sidewalk and fucking murdered everybody and you can think about that in your head but you'd never do it they think about it and then they're like, well, I have to do it. I can't, I have to imagine this thing. So I have it to exists, do so it. It's so already, I can see it. You've seen the future. Yeah. No, I actually, I, I have a description for that, uh, from, from criminal justice. Uh, I research net, um, where, uh, verbal IQ also correlates with the ability to think abstractly. So individuals capable of abstract thinking tend to be able to see nuances in situations, relationships, uh, Criminals, research tell us, tend to be concrete in their thinking. That is, they, uh, that is, they view the world in simplistic ways, often much like that of a young child. Uh, very strongly influenced by the here and now, tend not to make effective generalizations from one situation to the next, very literal in their understanding of life events. But I think the concrete thing really gets to um, what you were describing, where they, they, they can't abstract their thought as a non-reality and just yeah. go with it. It, it it also appears because like he he was fairly eloquent. He described having mental images, being able to play a skit throughout like his his mind's eye in in his head, you know. So it's like at le- he at least has like an average level like IQ. Like he has the processing power to do these things, but he has he an autistic level of it. focus. Well, he can't unthink it either. He's thinking it and thinking it and he can't stop thinking about that one thing. It's like the kid with like the fucking like blocks or the train or Minecraft. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so he he has to he but he also once he thinks about it, he has to do it. He can't just think about it, which is where. The autistic retard part comes in. So now this is a it's the type of person who only does things based on external stimuli. Like, I saw a sign, so I'm going to go buy something or walk across the street or whatever that way. It's not like I saw a sign, was informed by that, and now I'm going to make a decision on what I'm going to do. It's he saw this image in his head, he thought of, like, you know, saw somebody getting murdered, and then immediately it's like, oh, uh, that is going to just choose for me what I'm going to do now. Now that that's the sort of thinking that that I, I feel like is is the process how it's working in his head. He just can't resist any messaging whatsoever. You mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's not he's even an ad. He's like, like I gotta conscious. do it. Yeah, exactly. So, I I just posted a picture, guys. In it explains place. it explains most Americans actually, Josh, what you just described. All right, got the picture up here. Okay, it's, so uh, people at home, I know that you can't see this, but okay. just search BTK killer standing too close to a tree. And this picture <laughs> will come up. So he's taking a picture with his daughter, and his daughter's kneeled down under this tree, and he wants to try to get close to her for the picture, but he's so autistic and retarded that he's standing like too close to the tree and has and it's poking him in the face and he has to like he's like, <laughs> like bending his whole body over like at a <laughs> fucking 30 degree angle and it's the funniest fucking picture i've ever seen in my life with his shirt tucked into his pants and his belt and he's just the biggest doofiest most autistic retard that ever lived with a just 
no normal person would take this picture because they're not this autistic and not this retarded. <laughs> it's it's like a video game or AI art image where he just kind of walks forward and, and like the the hitboxes kind of overlap and the trees just like clipping into his face. <laughs> yeah. That's that's effectively what's happening here. No, he's he looks like the real life like Forrest Gump in this picture. Like, <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> like because he's if like Forrest Gump were more awkward. The posture is awkward, not just because he's bending, but like the way his arms and hands are hanging and his hands, especially like (laughs) it's It's so funny. (laughs) Like he's so retarded. Like this is not the that is a picture that not a genius, like not some some psychopathic calculated genius takes this is the picture that a fucking retard who doesn't know how to physically get close to a person and takes an awkward picture fucking looks like like you've never taken a picture this awkward in your whole life when you when you brought up this topic the other week i went and did a couple quick google searches for like low iq serial code i I, want to get an idea of like what the story actually was here and when, when i tried to look up IQ and serial killer. Everything that came up was like a stupid uh, ranker, BuzzFeed, or ripoff site type list that was oh the top serial killer IQs ranked. But everything assumed or assessed kind of every serial killer you you could think of or imagine at the the you know the one thirty to one sixty range as as geniuses and. No one, no one, like no one is cons- there. Well, firstly, there weren't any like real articles or analysis, but no one even considered that some of these people weren't incredibly intelligent, right? And it's uh, it's that that's just the assumption in pop culture right now is that a serial killer has to be this criminal mastermind scheming yes. and strategizing over decades to. This is uh, why kill this topic five is women so that fucking of their interesting. Yeah, this is why it's so interesting to me because. They assume that they're geniuses. Do you think it's like logic in attempts to like cope with the fact that it's like, no, I have total faith in the institutions to like stop someone that has the, these intentions. But probably it's like partially the, the institutions are actually just just as retarded as the sh- serial killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's the cops, they escape the cops. It's yeah, it's the a, cops are running these like, in- investigations are just as dumb as the serial killers. And the only reason why they're not a serial, a serial killer is like a circumstance, mostly. Dude, we have a whole genre of TV based around the fact that they want you to believe that cops can t- find one like ball hair that you dropped at a crime scene and fucking use a supercomputer to track you down and have satellite imagery like you know follow you around while you're doing crimes. Like, and that none of that's real. Like most murders go unsolved. Right. Uh, it, yeah, that's yeah. another stat I looked up. It, it's something like forty percent of murders go unsolved. Something, something, it's something like that. There's something crazy. It's a lot. It's, yeah, it's like almost half. I thought it was the other half of that number. I, I think it's like sixty. <laughs> I forget exactly, but it's just assume half and half. But that's. But I I think it must be like a coping mechanism too, because it's also like a grift on like the the shrink community, like the therapist community. All these people going to Langley, being like, "Let's get in the mind of a serial killer," and it's like, "Well, okay, just you know, study a, a kid playing too much Minecraft. I think you can get a better understanding of a serial serial killer in that <laughs> regard." You know what I mean? <laughs> well, let's get into but, the mind of the serial killer. Let's like, go to this next clip there. Mysterious force. Here we go. In his jailhouse interview, Raider blamed his murder spree on that mysterious force he has always claimed was way beyond his control, Factor X. Something that I use that uh, I actually think I'm maybe possessed with demons. Uh, I was dropping on my head when I was a kid. Uh, I've talked to some uh, <laughs> theological Christian people, and some of those people are really strong. They actually think, well, the Bible says that, that there's demons and and, uh, within you know, or could come into you. Uh, that's the only thing I can figure out. I have, you know, you know, something drove me to do this. You know, normal people just don't do this. You can't stop it. I can't stop it. It's just it controls me. You know, it's a, uh, it's, it's like it's in the driver's seat. What the fuck? Okay, so you know who else has zero impulse control? Women. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So it, it sounds, it sounds like. 
Um, he, he is grasping at straws for not taking responsibility for any of his actions. And he, he's like leaning into pathological liar, just tendencies for what he's saying. He's like, he's just kind of saying anything that comes yeah. to his head that would have any sort of tiny logical connection. Yes. Yeah. Josh is right. No, it reminds me of that test where they put a kid in a room and they're like, and they give him a marshmallow and they're like, if you wait five minutes, you can have a second marshmallow. He can't picture five minutes from now and getting a second marshmallow. So he would just eat the marshmallow, but he's still doing that as a 40 year old. Like Aaron, they have, Aaron, the, that's, that's not, that's an unfair comparison because uh, kids these days have to consider the five minutes of the future. Um, the world might be destroyed by global warming. So they, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not worth even trying to consider that far of the future. Okay. Take your fucking marshmallow now. Yeah. Then you oh. get toasted marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love that he calls calls it Factor X. <laughs> also has a dumb it's, children's name for the thing inside him. Is it Powerpuff Girls or X Men? <laughs> if he was actually like autistic, right? That that's like very self aware of a of an autistic person, like knowing that they have like no impulse control or like no self control over like the small habits that they do. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I don't believe that whatsoever. It's like when you're talking to women, it's like, yeah, you're on a diet. All you had to do was not go to the gas station and eat two hot dogs. Like that's all you had to do for the day. And you did it. Why would you do that? Well, I just couldn't control myself. It's like, that's not an excuse. Yeah. The, the, the factor X chromosome. That's what it's. Yeah. The, the XX, yeah. Oh, um, Aaron, here's here's the big question I want to I want to take away from this clip. Um, How many people do you think believe him and what he's saying? Uh, I think 75% of people. And they also think he has an IQ of 145. (laughs) Is that his reported IQ or did you just pull that number out? No, Josh said that they believe that like everything he was seeing was they would just say a number between like 130 and 160. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. This guy is not a super low IQ. He's probably like an 100 IQ, but he's autistic and fucking retarded in his own way like this is like maybe the smartest serial killer that's ever lived (laughs) and he's a fucking average could barely probably he should be like running a counter at a fucking hardware store like max like that's like what he should have aspired to you know that kind of guy what was his actual profession did they did they say that i actually don't know um but would you guys like to know? I'm going to come to my final piece of evidence that this guy's retarded. Uh, do you, let's go into how he got caught. Oh, God. How, how did he get caught? I, I have oh, no this idea. This next video is, the, okay. is that. So, yeah, okay. let's go into that. The most important item was a note that began, okay, can this. I communicate with... So, he sent... All this, uh, he sent all these clues, and this the, on this video, I think the guy's gonna read it. But he asked the cops, "Can I communicate with Floppy and not be traced to a computer? Be honest. Under miscellaneous section four nine four, run it for a few days in case I'm out of town, etc. I will try Floppy for a test run sometime in the near future, February or March." So he tells them. To put that Rex, it will be okay in the miscellaneous section of a newspaper. If if he can't be traced by a floppy disk, and then sent them a floppy disk, <laughs> so just go ahead and play it because he wants to send them more clues. Okay, okay, floppy and not be traced to a computer. Be honest. The document went on, asking police to place a newspaper ad reading, Rex, it will be okay, if a floppy disk would indeed be untraceable. The police ran the ad, fully intending to trace the disk. <laughs> police also examined the Home Depot security footage, coming to believe this cereal box had been left by a man driving a black Jeep Grand Cherokee. Two weeks after police placed the requested newspaper ad, a package arrived from BTK at a local news station. The package included a floppy disk. The floppy disk contained one file that stated, This is a test. But it was what BTK didn't mean to include on the floppy disk that changed the course of history. Tracing the disk, 
police found that it had been used at the Park City Library and Christ Lutheran Church. They were also able to determine that the document was created by someone named Dennis. A quick web search revealed the name of the congregation president at Christ Lutheran Church, Dennis Rader. Officers then... So... He left his fucking name in like the file created by uh, yes. metadata. Yes. Mm. Jesus Christ. Because he used his home computer that just said like, name your computer. Whose computer is this? It's Dennis's computer. All right. I'm going to put this floppy disk in. The cops said that the floppy disk can't be traced. So I'm totally safe. <laughs> he couldn't have gone to like Radio Shack or Best Buy. Like this is like what, 91? 90 or 91 or something? No, this is 2004. Oh, that's right. Oh, he got he, his last kill okay. was in 91. And then in 2004, there, I guess there was this. Okay, so this is another part of it that makes him retarded that I wasn't even thinking about including. They, apparently, some show said that like the BTK killer was probably dead or maybe in jail for a different crime. And we just didn't know that it was the BTK, BTK killer because he's been on a hiatus for so long. Yeah, And he decided he needed to go tell the news that he's still out there. And so started sending like these weird hints and shit. And then asked the cops in one of his hints, uh, which he left in cereal boxes, one at Home Depot and one somewhere else. And then they found the cops found one of them. It got or somebody found it, got to the cops, and then they had to go through the trash to find the one from Home Depot because somebody just threw it out. And they just saw an, <laughs> a box of cereal and tossed it in the garbage. <laughs> and uh the dumbest fucking delivery method ever yeah and the one in the fucking <laughs> home depot asked if i use floppy disk for my clues will that be able to be traced because he's clearly a 150 iq genius and not uh they couldn't do a fucking google search to see if floppy disks could be traced instead ask the police if it could be traced well google di- didn't wasn't a hit until 2007 Right, Josh? <laughs> well, ask Jeeves, whatever. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, that's that's the BTK killer standing too close to a tree, writing his name in a floppy disk to fucking send the cops, wondering if it can be traced. Conclusion, guys, is he is... For the first serial killer, you know, obviously, maybe they're not all autistic retards, but let's see if the first one, if I have brought you guys either a genius psychopath killer who's probably mysterious and makes women horny or an autistic retard. I I hope everyone at home listening realizes Bob has the video paused on this, this face, the BTK (laughs) killer, like when, when he was arrested. And it's just this like... Like you know, a little bit ugly middle-aged man, uh, very balded at this point, just like giving a stern look at the camera. It's uh, <laughs> it's Aaron saying that this makes women horny. <laughs> wow. No, because women are obsessed with serial killers. That's all I meant. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm aware. It just oh, this okay. Is, this is the vi- the visual aid, as it were. And here's my theory on that. On that, I think women are obsessed with serial killers because a they crave men's attention, and I think they want that level of of attention, no matter if it kills them or not. <laughs> like I want that for like five minutes, flying too close to the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, they're all sociopaths, so I think they can relate to them a little bit in some level. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Similar minds think alike. So I, I didn't get your guys' vote. Autistic retard or criminal mastermind? Um. Okay, so <clears throat> 2004 he got caught using by using a floppy disk. Yeah, st- still using floppy disks in 2004, in yes. 2004, when he could have just gone onto a typewriter or a printer and printed it out at the Lutheran church and thrown it in his dumb cereal box. I don't know why it's... It's a cereal box. That's the first clue. He's an autistic retard. He's a serial he's killer. Clues. Serial killer. Okay. That, 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 oh, that's the, that's the God. joke. It's funny. <laughs> oh, it's. No, I, I don't even believe this guy is the actual killer. I, I don't actually believe it anymore. He's too <laughs> no, he dumb. Definitely, he, he's, he definitely was. He's too dumb to pull it off. 
He provided them evidence and a stolen license from a woman that they didn't even know the BTK killer killed. It was an unsolved murder that they had. And he, in his stupid hint letters in 2004, was like, yeah, I killed this bitch. You guys didn't attribute it to me. Here's her license that was missing when, from her wallet when they found her. So it was definitely him. It was 100% him. Okay, then every single serial killer is an autistic retard. Yeah. No, just this one. Just this one. We're we're gonna have have plenty of this is a cumulative project, Bob. Like (laughs) after we get through like ten of them, then we can make an every single type statement. That's true. Yes. Okay, Josh, what do you think? I think I'll still jump the gun on that one. So I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, uh, refer to refer back to the Harvard trained, Harvard educated psychologist. What what was his conclusion on whether or not uh, Mr. BTK was insane or uh, sound he's, of mind? He was paid by the defense, so he probably. I'm just assuming that he was like, "Oh yeah, he's crazy." Next, I'm gonna spend the crazy, next ten. Smart, yeah, he spent the next ten years of his fucking life studying and hypothesizing about factor X. I guarantee you that's what that guy did. Dude, think of all the papers published in that. Think of all the books published and the money made and like the appearances on Oprah and shit. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Of course, BTK is retarded. That's the. Yes. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining, you know, you're onto something with Factor X. Can you imagine how much grant money went to different colleges to be like, we found the virus out of six trillion of them that causes Factor X? Yeah, More susceptible dude. if you're dropped in your head as a kid. It's actually just chemicals the whole time, guys. You don't even know. It's it's all biology. You're just a shell. It, you know, you don't actually have your own free will. It's all chemical Ooh, imbalance. Speaking of chemicals and chemical imbalances, uh, yeah, we don't have to, we don't have to transition <laughs> quite. Yet. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today whether it's face or bones uncovered. It's definitely fake and gay. Scientists have discovered that forever chemicals may pose a bigger risk to our health than scientists previously thought. Growing evidence of uh, PFAs dangers prompts new guidance for safe drinking water and healthcare. Oh shit! So oh, we need more fluoride to kill the forever chemicals. <laughs> oh yeah, more chemicals in the water is what's going to do it. So. PFAs are uh, what the hell do they stand for? Like uh, per poly. Polyfluoroalkyl alkyl substances. That's it. Right. It's it's Teflon, the stuff that Bobby brought up just last week. It's uh, it's actually quite um, worrisome when they go into just how many things it's actually in. Um, PFAs are found in many products, including paint, sunscreen, makeup, dental floss, textiles, polyester, Guitar strings, artificial turf, microwave popcorn bags, fast food packaging, and carpeting. Now, quick question. Has I'm, anyone I'm ever come in right now? I was going to say, has anyone in their life ever come in contact with polyester or carpet? <laughs> like they put this in everything. Holy shit. It, I think the main property is uh, like as a for water resistant or water repellent things. So uh, oil that, that and water re- repellent. Yeah, yeah. That's like the, the turf and uh, the food packaging and uh, Teflon and all, all those. So s- some of the common things, health concerns associated with these microplastics and everything uh, are low birth weights, childhood obesity. So, <laughs> so you go from a very tiny birth child to an overweight child very quickly hypothyroidism is, is that due to the chemical or is that the fast food packaging and microwave popcorn bags the, the actual you know substance or the contents yeah, of those that bags is not from fucking touching a microplastic on a fucking coat of paint is not what causes your son to be fucking 300 pounds <laughs> retarded hypothyroidism uh in women specifically and kidney and uh testicular cancer um so the the interesting part is that um the scientists have only looked at two of more than 9,000 chemicals in the PFA's family. So 
we quite literally have newfound information that everything is killing us. And uh, that's two out of 9,000 that we just found out about. Yeah. Uh, so there, there was an interesting news story a few months ago where they found a, so, so these are forever chemicals because they don't, they don't break down or they're, uh, you know, inert, don't break down for many known chemical substances or over time or, you know, in, in landfills or water or supplies. Food, yeah. Food preservatives and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, like, like something you can't just, it, it gets in the water and it's in the water. It doesn't just break down um, really at all. Uh, but there was a story a couple of months ago that they did figure out a way to actually uh, break down or eliminate a couple of the PFAS chemicals. But it was, Hold again, on. a situation where it's like two can I, out can of the 9,000. Can I guess? Uh, what, what do you mean? With a di- they're going to break down the chemicals with a different chemical in our water supply. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the... the, the uh, I actually... I don't, I don't remember how they did it, but uh, I'm... That's probably not a far guess. Yeah, they're selling something. There's no way that this would get like pushed if they're not trying to sell something. The only other option, if not use a chemical, then they would just blast you with radiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, we yeah that, that's going to gonna save your testosterone levels. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> By using these 5G towers, we can set a certain frequency <laughs> that will actually shatter the chemicals and shouldn't theoretically... Destroy your kidneys. Like what? <laughs> whoa, yes. whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, hey, Aaron, Aaron, uh, this this will be extremely reassuring for you. Uh, in August, researchers at Northwestern University published a study showing that PFAS can be destroyed using two relatively harmless chemicals: sodium hydroxide uh, or lye and dimethyl sulfoxide. Uh, yeah, dimethyl sulfoxide um, used as a medication for bladder pain syndrome, but mm, relatively my harmless ingredients in refreshing water. <laughs> relatively <laughs> harmless. The new artificial sweeteners. <laughs> uh, I actually found out what's really interesting in this one is that there's a new generation of these uh, uh, PFAs. And what was it? They go on and describe. They said, we assumed the new generation would be safer because the chemicals are less likely to accumulate in the body. Right. The newer molecules are increasingly being associated with diseases like uh, gestational diabetes. Oh, my God. So they're just making them finer. Like it's like a fine dust now instead of like they like pebbles of, of this stuff going into your system that was like stuck in your intestinal tract. Like now it's like a fine dust that they're putting in there and it's like making it worse. I would love to know who's paying for this study because this seems like they're a lot like they're trying to blame the most basic shit around you. Mostly on obesity. Like they're, but obesity is like the number one thing. Oh yeah. You have gestational diabetes that has nothing to do with our Silicon chicken McNuggets. That's uh, it's the fact that you have, fucking fine new pfas in your system uh, you know what i mean like well the the biggest thing is that they actually affect the endocrine they're endocrine disruptors so you're uh go yeah it messes with your hormones on like a on a monumental scale so you're right i things like the diabetes and the obesity and stuff like that i, I think you are right like that's it's not the seven thousand percent of your daily recommended intake in sugar it's uh it's the pfas that did it to you right i i I think they're uh they might be assigning more weight to the story more seriousness to the story by pulling in something like that because i don't i don't see science articles or like news media wanting to cover a topic being like it's lowering men's testosterone like (laughs) that's not a selling point for the media that's 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 the the BPAs we are like all worried about. That's what normal okay. people are worried about, right, Josh? But that's not like that's not what's acceptable to say in the media either. We can't be like, holy shit, there are chemicals in our food and water systems that are lowering everyone's testosterone levels and ruining the, their endocrine system. And they're like, well, toxic, like masculinity is a little toxic, uh, toxic. So let's toxic. go ahead. And- <laughs> Yeah, let's go ahead and level like lower those levels in everyone. That's a good thing. Uh, but Buzz, Buzzfeed has given us the model of the modern man. Okay, <laughs> you could take. See, here's the thing, though. You could take um, if you're like these companies that are clearly poisoning everybody. 
start paying and flooding the market with articles like this where it's like, hey, have you guys ever come in contact with paint or carpet or uh, the sun <laughs> or <Close>. pans or <laughs> uh, other human beings? It turns out that they all cause everything if you ever come in contact with them. So it's not Chicken McNuggets. It's not the fucking cheesecake that we just jammed on your throat. No, no, it's not that all that bullshit at the grocery store that's clearly just poison. It's everything else. And we can't even sue anybody because it's in literally everything. Sorry. Isn't this an amazing discovery that no one's at fault for all the bad shit happening to you? And it's like, uh, didn't they have paint in the 50s? Oh, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, they, that was you know, lead paint. Those were lead paints. Yeah. <laughs> uh, different. That, a whole different does, problem. Does lead, does lead make your dick bigger? Is that how that works? <laughs> apparently, it doesn't make you fat and give you diabetes. That's apparently the new paint. <laughs> I can I crack a shit. Well, no. It's, um, blame me on... I think you're onto something, Aaron, with the fact that they're blaming on something out of your control and with that the solution is also uh, something that doesn't involve you actually doing work. Because uh, have you guys yeah. heard of the, the sem- semaglutide and like the new class of weight loss drugs that are uh, sweeping the nation and super successful and actually work this time? Where there, there's this um, repurposed diabetic drug or diabetes drug that uh, apparently has been extremely successful for... Uh, you know, limiting appetite and helping with weight loss, but it's it's a thing where, like Aaron said, it's not just buy whole natural whole foods at the grocery store and uh, you know the exercise. It's this chemical is causing you to become fat, and this chemical will fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's insane, <laughs> dude. In ten years, we're gonna hear they'll be like. Dangerous conspiracy theorists don't want hydrochlorofluoromalide uh, in your water supply, which they want you to die from PFAs. Don't they know that fluoride and whatever, it's good for your teeth, good for the PFA breakdown? Come on, you got to add these chemicals in unless you're a conspiracy anti-science retard. Like, that's the kind of shit that they, you know, push out there into the ether. Aaron, I, kn- I know you're making a joke, but you're sounding a lot like uh, that movie Idiocracy where they have Gatorade in the water instead of water. Um, and you think that that's going to be the future where they just replace it with uh, something that's not as good for us? They already and have. Well, that's that's what we're drinking. You're, you're stupid, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be like... Wait, hold on. All right. We, I think we've gone through the PFAs enough. Do you want... Do you guys want a more uplifting story? <laughs> oh. Yes. Yes, All I right, do, Josh. So, <laughs> I mean, if PFAS has bummed me out, I need I need something to get me get me to bed tonight. <laughs> Holocaust. So, uh. Pedal actuated brain bashing machine at Sachsenhausen. I'm no, I butchered that, but uh, <laughs> this is February 13th, 1946. Uh, on the second day of May, 1945, there was a captured in Berlin a member of the SS, Paul Ludwig Gottlieb Waldman. He testified personally to facts known to him regarding the mass extermination of Soviet prisoners of war. He witnessed these exterminations while working as a driver in different camps and himself participated in the mass killings. His testimony is on page 9 of exhibit number USSR 52, entitled Camp Auschwitz. He provides more detailed information on the murders in the camp at Sessionhausen. Now, Aaron, I know you're setting the scene and giving some background and all that, but um, I want to go back to... I want, to, I want to process a little bit the title of this article, like, like you mentioned. Uh, Pedal actuated brain bashing machine. <laughs> what, 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 what exactly is this uh, describing? Is it- well, I wouldn't, I'm not going to deign to be you know, an engineer capable of explaining it to you, but I can at least give you the real live testimony of the operator of such a such a machine brought forth from the silence of annihilation. Would you like to hear his actual testimony from the Nuremberg trial? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Primary sources. I like it. Oh, no. So, Paul Ludwig Gottlieb Waldman. So, Gottlieb. Yes. I just looked that up. Scott Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner. <laughs> Is there a tie there? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. So... Um, he's, you know, talking about, this is about Soviet prisoners of war that they were murdering. Um, but you know, no one's safe in the science of annihilation. Um, and the Soviets, you know, not normally you don't think of them as part of the Holocaust, but they were, you know, and, uh, in order to tell that story, they had to build the crematorium's chimney on the, in randomly into a hill and not to a building to take photos of so that everybody would know how real it was. So let's let's hear the real life, the real life testimony from an SS officer, uh, not under duress at Nuremberg and was being totally honest. <laughs> one room was reserved for undressing and another for waiting. In one of them, a radio played rather loudly. It was done purposely so that the prisoners could not guess that death awaited them. From the second room, they went one by one, the, through a passage into a small fenced-in room with an iron grid let into the floor. Under the grid was a drain. As soon as the POW was killed, the corpse was carried out by two German prisoners while the blood was washed off the grid. Now, this is why they had to invent this machine, this next part, because their first goofy way of killing people wasn't good enough. So in this small room, there was a slot in the wall approximately 50 centimeters in length. The prisoner of war stood with his back of his head against the slot and a sniper shot at him from behind the slot. In practice, this arrangement did not prove satisfactory since the sniper often missed the prisoner. So is this like let me se just stop point there for blank? a second. Like is, is he like right on the other side? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, this is tell me tell me if this is a real testimony from a real officer or if this is a the from the mind of a seven year old coming up with a way to kill prisoners on the spot. A sniper shot at him from behind the slot. So they would stand him up against a hole, and then a sniper would stand apparently really far away and take <laughs> snipe shots at this hole like he's fucking luke skywalker trying to destroy the death star <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they'd freak out if they missed so then they'd be like oh my god i'm getting shot at and freak out and so they this wasn't good enough because their their goofy trick shot way of killing prisoners instead of just point blank shooting them in with a probably a lower caliber, cheaper round, they, uh, which obviously they still didn't think of that. Just an execution style, like one shot to the back of the head. Like they, that they couldn't figure out. So after eight days of goofy sniper tournament shooting, a new arrangement was made. The prisoner, as before, was placed against the wall. An iron plate was then slowly lowered onto his head. The prisoner was under the impression that he was being measured for height. The iron plate. This is where this is the best part. The iron plate contained a ramrod which shot out suddenly and pole-axed the prisoner with a blow on the back of the head. He dropped dead. The iron plate was op operated by a foot lever in a corner of the room. So there's just a and then let me just paint this scene. So, A, again, this is from the mind of a six-year-old on the spot coming up with a torture device. And then and then a plate drops down, and then it's like, and it fucking poleaxes the guy, and then he's he dies, and all the blood goes down the drain. Uh, and But only if the sniper misses him first. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Only if the sniper missed him. Yeah, no, no, I, I love that every every explanation for why they do anything here is so that it's a surprise uh, for the prisoner. So, like the the music, 
the uh, like if they miss with the sniper, like then is a problem because then the the you know prisoner goes crazy. If uh, you know they have the <laughs> measuring plate come down from the ceiling, however the fuck that's convincing. Whenever in history that they've measured your height with not only that, going down Josh, the ceiling. <laughs> let me but, let me paint this picture for but, you. Let me paint this uh, picture so, so, for you and tell me if you think this is reality. You're a POW, okay? A German man is bringing you into a room with a grate that has freshly sprayed blood off of it. Uh, You go stand in the corner of a wall that's been riddled with sniper shots and and then there's one plate that's being operated by a man huddled in the corner on pedals going, wiku wiku, I'm just checking your height, sir. And hunched over pedaling like a fucking hamster. And you're standing there like, well, I guess it's the only way they could measure my height. They couldn't just mark it on the wall or anything. Like, uh, hey, what are all these notches out of the wall? It looks like somebody's been shooting. Oh, no, no. That's where we mark height. Don't worry about it. Like, it's fucking insane. Wait, hold on. There's a minor detail here that I love because after the sniper method wasn't working too well, it took them a whole eight days to figure out a new method. <laughs> This is while they were still doing the sniper. Oh, they method. had to engineer this shit. They had to hook yeah. up the bicycle to the plate to the fucking crank. True. The- that, that's what I'm thinking. That is either a testament to how dumb they are or a testament to how good of engineers the Germans actually <laughs> were at every level. It's like some common prisoner guards being like, I'll engineer something out of that. Who has a bicycle? I'll- you know what's actually a testament to? God. To if you actually look at these stories being told, how fucking dumb the Holocaust is. Creative writing. It's insane. Yeah. This was at a fucking court. This was at Nuremberg. This guy's told this story. This is his fucking verbatim. His actual testimony. And no one said, well, this is all retarded. So, so let me let me finish this guy's testimony. This is the end. Okay. So, because they have more goofy con- contraptions oh, yeah. that why would you use them? I forgot By about request this. of the execution squad, I was also forced to work this apparatus. I shall refer to the subject later. The bodies of prisoners thus murdered were burned in four mobile crematories transported in trailers and attached to motor cars. I had to ride constantly from the inner camp to the execution yard. I had to make 10 trips a night with 10-minute intervals in between trips. It was during these intervals that I witnessed the executions. A, he said he was operating the pedal machine that did the right. executions. So I don't know what he's fucking talking about. They, they work in stations, man. Yeah, he was both operating it and transporting. It's like, yeah. hey, you want to give this a try, Mr. Gottlieb? So they, he's what he's saying is they had a trailer that was on fire burning bodies that <laughs> yes. they attached to cars for no reason. To just drive around with these fucking Mad Max inventions of where so, so after they cremate the bodies, why does it matter where they transport the little pile of ash? <laughs> exactly. What even is a mobile crematorium? Has anyone even <laughs> ever that heard ever of existed that? in the rest of history? A mobile crematory. How how what are the logistics there? No one asked. It's illegal in 29 countries if you do ask. <laughs> You'll get the, hey, uh, how do these work? These seem like bullshit. Off to jail in 29 countries of the world. That's how you know it's real history. It's fucking insane. Wait, wait, but they didn't specify the Soviet prisoners' religion or ethnicity. Like, this could be, they could be a nice Christian folk that we can talk about killing skeptically as much as we want. You know, this would, yeah, th- uh, this pedal actuated brain bashing machine would have seen a lot more, uh, you know, light if, if the Jews had been in this camp, not, not the, not, not just <laughs> yeah, like, you know, no, who cares about the Russians in the Holocaust? No one gives a shit, even though I think they died the most in the concentration camps. Am I wrong oh, about they that? Died. Did they? Yeah. No, I, I thought there was, that was like natively in their own country that they were the most most well, they died the, the most war, in general in general the war front their own okay, country okay. and in prison camps i think they had like the highest death tolls out of the people who were actually Interesting. like it, engaged in the war actually now okay. no okay aaron um as an engineer who knows something a little bit a little bit about efficiency i want to point out something important that you you brought up um earlier in your description 
of what's what's going on here. Um, you, you question why why don't they just uh, shoot them in the back of the head with a pistol? Um, and there's this seems this seems to be a, a clever solution to a lot of the problems. You know, sort of like a you know blindfolds uh, tied up fire <coughs> tied up firing squad sort of scenario. Or again, just put them on their knees and shoot them in the back of the head with a pistol. There, there, there seem to be more efficient ways to do this uh, than yeah, yeah. What a they SKS and a seven sixty by thirty nine round <laughs> out of out of rope out of blindfold <laughs> hemp. What's the? Ooh. How about if yeah? How about uh, the ways that they were? Oh, it's always been done. How about just uh? How about your arms are the bashing machine? If you already have this room set up where they're coming in one by one and you're already washing all the blood away. The second he walks through the door, do it like fucking Joe Pesci and Goodfellas and just fucking boom, you know, right in the back of the head. It's it's over. Right. Like all, all you need is like a blank, like 22 cap. And if you put it to the back of the person's head and pull the trigger, it'll still kill them. There's no like round yeah. there. You know what I mean? You could do a lot less. That's a lot, a lot less noticeable because I'm pretty sure this pedal actuated brain bashing machine probably made a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Invented the silent bicycle. So, so you you know the premise of uh, government. I just love the idea of the guy pedaling in the corner. I'm sorry, I can't get that out of my I, fucking head. I can hear the car, the the plane card, like hitting the spokes too as he's pedaling, <laughs> <laughs> like the kids in the 1950s and shit. All right, Josh, what are you saying? So, so you, you you know the premise of government spending, where like if you don't use up all your resources, uh, <laughs> then you'll get fewer resources. You'll get like less budget uh, next quarter, next next fiscal year. That's um, why they're inventing all these. Yeah, they like, had to get they're like, the oh, end we have all budget. this sniper rifle, all these, these sniper rifle ammo just sitting around that we need to use up, or they won't give us enough. Uh, you know, for nineteen forty six of the war, or like we have, you know, this uh, uh twenty thousand dollars we just sitting around. So we we need to spend it somehow. Let's engineer the stupidest contraction po- possible, rather than uh buy a baseball bat or you know some. Uh, <laughs> we had a budget <laughs> surplus, ammo. and now we have this bike that we don't need. What can we use it with? <laughs> exactly. I, I love that the, the rebar shot out instantly and poleaxed them to death. What the fuck does that even mean? It doesn't even describe like what it's actually doing. Exactly. A metal plate drops and something poleaxes into the back of the something head. Something comes out and hits you in the face like a fucking Looney Tune. Oh, yeah. Be- it's yeah. I think it's like spring spring loaded or uh, from from you know you're winding winding up the crank with the bike that sort of thing, right? Right. Yeah. It seems to make sense. Yeah. That's my so idea. So stupid. <laughs> it, yeah, it was. <laughs> All right. Nope, well, nope. yeah, that's I think that's the show that it's uh, obviously real. The Holocaust happened. And uh, yeah, watch out for pedal actuated brain bashing machines. They'll, they'll get you. Hey, now I'm even more offended by what. Yeah, like Armist for the artist formerly known as Kanye said. <laughs> I was going to say, Josh, I have an old bike frame if you want to get a little project going. <laughs> oh, hell Yeah. <laughs> 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 Try to <laughs> be the Mythbusters of of Auschwitz, <laughs> dude. That would be amazing. Trying to we demo a prototype. Oh my! I know. I was imagining we demo a prototype and then we like we sell them on the Oklahoma store. <laughs> but no, I like the I like the Mythbusters of Auschwitz better. That that yeah. uh, um, perfect. And I think that's it. Oh. And just like every episode, do we have voicemails? We have voicemails, absolutely. Oh, shit. My bad. And Bobby. Just saw an unskippable ad about switching your investments over to art. Invest in art. Oh, I saw that ad too. What the fuck? They just want to milk us dry. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't, is he talking no, about NFTs? They made a good point. Is no, no, about, it's... um. Uh-oh. He's talking about just regular, like, uh, physical fine art, like oil paintings and sculptures and stuff. Where uh, apparently, um, you know, for for this particular investment fund over the last 10, 20 years, it has been you know, much more successful than, let's say, like a generic S and P five hundred or index fund type investment. So, uh, it, fine art, it's um, it's it's the real speculative investment that you should be throwing your money into right now. Yes, this is investment advice. Hmm. <laughs> That's Josh's. I saw that same on Skimble Lad, and I'm immediately <laughs> convinced. 
You, buy, I, buy yourself an Action Comics number one, okay? <sighs> See, people are going to take this shitty advice and go buy shitty modern art. No one's going to do that. No Don't one worry. likes. Uh, no, I mean like these ads, not people that listen to our show. Oh, but they're well, going no, yeah, to the, see these the ads. ads. It's for an in, it's for an investment fund, and the fund they they do the actual buying and selling of the art. That's um, even worse. So, Jesus it, Christ! Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you're talking you're talking like someone who doesn't have uh, ten thousand dollars to throw away on uh, quote unquote diversifying their portfolio. Come on, Bob. I don't want to talk about it. But speaking of art, we have another artist in question here from Bobby. Is Banksy real? That's it. <laughs> that, that's, that's a... I know I've heard his name, but I don't know who he is. I don't know anything oh, about him. He does subversive uh, graffiti and social commentary art. He did, he did this thing called Dismal Land, too. That was a parody of Disneyland, but like de- depressing and emo. It's like a UK-based anonymous artist or something like that. Like no one knows who he is and all these things. And it's like I don't know. It could be real. I, it's probably not one person. There's probably like he's clearly colluding or working with you know uh, art museums or governments or some sort of message. I don't know whoever. But um, is there an overall message that we should be worried about in Banksy art? I don't know. It's like some social commentary stuff, like stop human trafficking and like the, the stop help homeless people. Uh, something like that. Hmm. I don't know if there's like an overarching single message. I'm, I'm not like super studied on his stuff. All right. I'm, I'm interested now. I'll give it a good. Uh, yeah. Like, look at like the, the girl with the balloons. I think that was him. It's probably like a, yes. something about like Iran or Syria. Or, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. That's it. All right. Thanks. Hope for you had a great show. <laughs> Have a good night. You've got mail. What the fuck? Whatever. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. (laughs) Look at you quoting Wikipedia.